0: Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production, a dark fantasy pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Tim Demuse, Undead Fish, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. Last time on Dungeon Ball Z. Uh, The cat started fucking meowing and it hasn't stopped yet. The lot of you traveled from Thorn to the Owl Tree, which was not all that far out of town. And upon waiting for a few hours, arrived the man. Known as the Flying Highwayman up to that point, which he then thoroughly introduced himself as Rousseau, and no more thoroughly than that, you traveled with him shortly, uh, heading toward the Black Keep through an off-road set of camps. Riley uh, came to know uh, that Rousseau most likely is, in fact, his half-brother, and then promptly whooped his ass. Hella. And we pick up there, at the end of that shift, uh, with freedom uh, coming over from the sort of encamped group of followers of the Black Butterfly, and coming over from there to aid the unconscious man and bring him back to consciousness. So we are picking up from there. Gray Malkin uh, noticing that Leaf has awoken and was not at all dreaming about. Sliding off the roof of a house is is being fucking loud. Um, so Leaf, do you do you want to to listen to what he is saying?
1: Yes, please.
0: He's going around asking for attention, and now he comes up to you and says, "Pet me, pet me, Elf."
1: i imagine I've, I've probably got some sort of like scratching device that i've whittled out of wood or something uh and i i will use that to uh pet the cat in an enhanced fashion
0: you're superiorly scratching you have awoken
1: i, I guess kind of wakes up uh and depending on the time of the day probably goes um, stargazing with his newfound wakefulness
0: are you separating yourself from the group to do so or just I sitting around he would
1: probably climb on top of our uh, dope gy- gypsy wagon
0: box would be there and being able now to look him more or less in the eyes he would he would say what are you doing
1: hmm? I couldn't sleep It's um, a lot of things going on in this world, and had me thinking of old friends. You remember Demble?
0: Hmm. Little one.
1: It's uh, the smidgen that would always hide things in your branches.
0: Hmm. Squirrely, man.
1: But a good one. Hmm. I think uh, fate might be trying to tell me something. I think Dembo might be important in all of this or have something important of a role to play. Who is fate? That's an interesting one. Uh, I think there might be more than one. Sometimes. I think we've met one.
0: He just looks confused.
1: Just kind of I, I, I picture him just kind of like laying on his back on on top of the, the wagon with like uh, one arm hanging off and he'll just pat Box on the shoulder say it's alright buddy <sighs> but I, I do think um, we might stand to pick up our pace
0: mm. we need to move now
1: not now but I do think in the morning we might have some conversations uh, with the others. I feel we've already missed out on an opportunity with the Dryad Queen. Hmm. I don't necessarily foresee us turning back to visit her this far off. And then he he just thinks for a second, and he he just kind of like raises himself up into kind of kind of like uh, sitting cross-legged on the ground. Actually, uh, I think I might have more means uh, to to contact these people than I thought. And um, I will just, like, set up and I'll I'll use um, a a mythic point, I guess, to cast Animal Messenger. Okay. It says I I can compel a tiny animal to go to a spot that I designate. And so I'm just going to send it somewhere into the wood that the dryad queen was like rumored to, uh, reside in and, uh, just, just kind of like write out a short message to her and, you know, basically just introduce himself. Um, I'm, I'm leaf gold thrush chosen of the first tree. And, uh, it seems the world is in dire straits and I'm in need of, uh, assistance and allies now more than ever. I was told I was told you resided in these woods and uh, my duties took me in a different direction, but I still uh, wish to make contact. And I, I don't know if there's like a, a formal thing that you could call a Dryad Queen, but, you know, something along the lines of your majesty and Sylvan. And he'll uh, just say, um, what, what's where are we traveling to? It was um, Stormbluff to the Church of Abadar if you get this mess or if this message is received well, um, I can be contacted there and, uh, then he'll, he'll just kind of, I I don't know if we've got Do, do I have to spend, um, like nature mana to, to have like an effect with it? Can I, I I just kind of like brush off like a, a tiny remnant of the nature mana to, Onto, like, the bird or the message or something, so she can, like, see that I'm serious. A
0: way for you to, like, sever a part of it and put it in there. But uh, if they have a means of detecting mana in a meaningful way, they might be able to tell that it was near some.
1: Okay, then, yeah, you you just kind of, like, do the nature mana equivalent of, like, spritzing the letter with perfume before he rolls it up and attaches it to the animal messenger yeah just get all up in there some some for cheese gold thrush style
0: <laughs> all right so you you attach the letter to uh to this uh night bird and
1: I, I guess he'll he'll just like you know it have have box and say uh would you like to sign the letter as well have him like dip his finger in the ink and then just do like a little slash on the bottom of the paper it uh, but, of mushes, but, yeah.
0: mushes like through the edge of it.
1: That's fine. That, that's how she knows we mean business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you, you dry the ink and you uh, roll it up, send it off with this bird, and that's all you get to know about it.
1: Yep. It's, it's gone.
0: It is gone. Poof.
1: At, at least for the next week.
0: Which you would know that like as a bird flies uh, would make much better time than you would through this terrain. For sure. It only has a vague idea of where to go, but vague is better than none, so...
1: Right, I'm, I'm sure if the Triad Queen uh, is probably aware of such nuances, such as strange birds bearing letters.
0: So, uh Riley, your your watch and Rousseau's is over. As, as you're kind of around camp, awaiting the next person to come and, and take their watch you Mm -hmm. hear some odd, some odd sounds uh, coming from over by the cart.
2: Uh, He just, uh, so Riley just looks at Russo and just very, very slowly whispers, do you hear those odd sounds coming by the cart?
0: Yeah, I assumed it was the uh, the tree box, was it? Sean, does it sound like a tree man?
2: (laughs) Are these familiar odd sounds? Okay.
0: Like, like. They're, they're not something you've heard much of uh, before but uh, uh, they they are accompanied by a similar yet very differently toned sound so when you say sound like... it, it's kind of like this it's like bark rubbing against itself and, and twig snapping sort of sound
2: hmm okay
0: and like the like, wind in the leaves. But there's not really much wind right now.
2: I think we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't go investigate. Even if it is the tree that I travel with.
0: Make me a perception as you go.
2: I would love to roll some dice today. That is a 28.
0: Alright, so as you get closer, you would see kind of like a... Um leafs arm like kind of like lolling off the top kind of just my mi- minorly gesticulating toward a box who seems to be paying attention to what's on top of the cart hmm. uh, and you would notice that the louder deeper sounds are coming from box himself uh, but the uh the smaller lighter sounds are coming from the top of the cart
2: yeah okay that's strange i guess uh riley
0: hangs out and listens for a little while it sounds like the various sounds of foliage of different sizes wind and leaves, rubbing of bark and 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 plant material. So it kind of
2: sounds like leaf is speaking tree. yes. Uh, is that language called barking? <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, that's okay. I was just going out on a limb anyways. I think that's... (laughs) (laughs) uh, So, like, once he's going to listen for a little bit, just out of curiosity, just, you know, because it's an interesting sort of thing. But he's not particularly inclined, uh, especially, like, in the middle of the quote-unquote night, to uh, interrupt their little chit-chat. So once he ascertains that they're just talking in tree... um, he'll uh, make his way back to camp proper and inform Russo of same. Okay.
0: You have to to walk all of five feet uh, because he was behind you. That being said, it is the end of your shift and Leaf is already awake.
2: Was Leaf supposed to take next shift? Was that the plan? I don't know. Well then, I will assume so for the sake of convenience. So once an adequate amount of time has passed, uh, Riley will once again meander over towards Leaf, to uh, this time interrupt if he's still conversing in bark tongue. Is Leaf
0: still conversing? And
1: I think he's probably just having casual conversation with uh, Bucks at this point, just like. Casual talk about, oh, uh, you know, it'd be really nice if we added some flower pots to the outside of the wagon. Uh, I might be able to plant some things that we could uh, cultivate while we're traveling. That would be nice. And, you know, just just that that kind of tone of voice. General calm. And he's like stargazing while he's out there.
2: So, uh, yeah. So Riley will interject on that and say, if you put flower pots outside of our little caravan, it would give Gray Malkin something to dig up during our travels.
1: Well, uh, if I plant the right kinds of things, I think he would be too busy rolling on his back.
2: <laughs> Touche. Uh, Leaf, I don't mean to interrupt your talk, but I-, I believe it's time for the next watch. And although I don't remember who's technically up next, you're awake. So if you don't mind.
1: And, uh, I-, I think he'll just kind of s- sit up from his perch atop the wagon. Can <clears throat> give you a little mock salute and say, um I, I, Mister Morheim,
2: please." Mister Morheim was my father. I've said this before in front of you. I think <laughs> it's Guildmaster Morheim now.
1: I, <laughs> <laughs> Guildmaster Morheim, rest well.
2: Well, as you were, Leaf <laughs> and uh, Riley will head back to.
0: I guess catch some much-needed sleep at this point. Yeah, I, th- I think I don't think you took any damage during that uh, that sparring match. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so either. But at this point, the night will progress uh, without any further interruption, and so the the further watches go peaceably and in the morning uh, with everyone in uh, better shape than they had been the night before uh, Rousseau will lead you on saying that y'all should come to uh, y'all should come to the Black Keep today during today's travels
2: nice. Sounds like a good opportunity to bug him about what's going on at the Black Keep. What's it like? Who's there? What are they doing?
0: Uh, There's several people there. Uh, At at last count, I think there was probably a little over a hundred. The yards have been converted into campgrounds. The outer walls are manned most of the time. Much of the inside is still closed off due to a few dangers that remain within, but people are, you know, they say, don't go here. And so they won't. But for the most part, there's livable space. It's a solid fortification. What few things have been encountered have been driven away without too much trouble a mixed bag. People have sort of created their own micro-communities inside. But it's secure enough.
2: And are you in charge of all the people who
0: go there for refuge? I wouldn't say so, no. Uh, I help them... When they need it, if they look to me as an authority, they'll ask me, but more or less, they, they're they almost like their own little town or village. They're, I can't be there all the time, or even most of the time. I'm often out doing what I can elsewhere, and I have other responsibilities to uh, keep up with as well.
2: So is there anyone around who keeps things organized in some capacity?
0: Uh, Amongst each of the little communities, people seem to have appointed uh, a few people to take care of their own business and interact. There are some that are less well represented, but amongst the amongst the groups there, there's a small, I wouldn't even call it a council, a sort of community watch, if you would, that seems to make most of the decisions. I just facilitated them a location, and they do often uh, look to me if I'm present for uh, guidance or aid, but for the most part, they're self-governing. This is Noctis after all. So then what you have
2: is basically the makings of a small town or village, but as of right now are too, I don't want to say disorganized, but too separated into these smaller communities to actually unify into something much bigger than themselves.
0: Yes, so these people have come from all over. They cling to what they know and to what they have. And most of that is family. And, well, I'm sure you're perfectly aware that the the social integrations of some places here in Noctis are not the best. Yes, and
2: perhaps in time, the, the people here, if they continue to stay here, could build something that could be one of the best and most welcoming communities, especially considering people seem to be coming from all different walks.
0: I would hope so. But we'll see. For now, it's a fortification. People don't really do much going outside the walls. There's they send a couple of people out about once a week to head up to Thorn, grab some supplies, and come back.
2: That's perfectly understandable. That's probably what it needs to be at this time. It's just very interesting to see that it has a potential, such potential for a bright future. And St- Russo, how did all of this start? Well,
0: I'm—I'm I'm sure you're aware that. Uh, things went very terribly on the night of the new year in many places. Some places were simply unhit and the news came with the people. But I was near Storm Bluff when things went down there and the devastation was pretty bad. A lot of people moved off, started leaving. A lot of people died. Of course, um... From what I understand, you all were at Starlight?
2: Uh, most of us were. Myself, Leif, and Brock were at Starlight when it was struck. We met up with Shadow some uh, bit of time later.
0: let see. Well, I've heard that some monster from the sky ripped apart the city.
2: Yes, it was. Not something that I would really wish anyone could actually see, to
0: be honest. People started migrating. Unfortunately, because news doesn't spread at the the click of lightning when many people that would be able to do so are dead. People started meeting in the middle, finding out that the place they were headed was worse off or no good in its own right. Or no good... (laughs) <laughs> no good on its own right and also people started looking for places in between thorns getting overcrowded. I've seen a couple of other little villages that are either completely empty or overstuffed and overtaxed with their supplies so thought another place well fortified against the monsters that began to appear would uh help and i happened to find this place uh, while i was flying over i'd seen it a few times before uh, in my travels through the sky but never uh never quite drew my interest as this most recent time it's so an old military installation from what i can tell
2: <laughs> riley just uh nods a little bit and um He'll say that it seems you were rather instrumental in being the origin of this, in a sense. Finding it, spreading people, the word.
0: Uh, yes, I found where it was and let people know. Once they started coming, they built it from there. And I helped with the uh, I helped with determining where the inside needed to be closed off there's about half of the keep i would say by guessing i don't know if there's a basement level or not but if there is it's cut off as well but we've only got about access to half the keep the outer ring a couple of rooms near the center and uh the upper floor which is Not extremely extensive.
2: From the way you described it, this keep seems to be a very good and vital resource to people who have lost their livelihoods elsewhere in the world. And to that extent, I am hoping that our visit there will leave it at least a slightly better place than it currently is. I am very eager to see who's there and the state of things.
3: Yes,
0: well... It's certainly better than being out on the road in these conditions, but they are low on supplies and they have to send someone out. I know that uh, one shipment, well, at least the person making the shipment uh, was lost about two weeks ago, but the shipment itself was retrieved, mostly intact. Do they know what
2: happened to the person who was lost?
0: Just disappeared? No, there was a there was a corpse. Most likely those red monsters given the state of it when it was found. I
2: see. That's unfortunate.
0: It's hard to tell unless there's a large one with them. It's hard to tell when they're coming. They're usually small, sneaking about, quite good at hiding. We seem run, to be yes. ambush predators for the most part.
2: We've run afoul of a few of them so far, but to be honest, not that many. Our uh, experience in dealing with them is limited.
0: Flying around, sometimes I see them from above. What I can tell is they tend to travel in packs. It's rare to see one alone. And they congregate around the larger ones.
2: I had this talk with Uh, people before that I would wish to figure out a way to remove the presence of these creatures from these woods but uh, after prolonged discussions I don't know how feasible that is especially given the apparent time constraints my allies and I seem to have um, in tasks we must complete in the future
0: Makes sense And frankly, from what I've seen, while they do seem to be more densely populated on the northern side of the forest, they're everywhere. They're spread out, to be sure, but it never seems like any of the raids that happen on Thorn, which are repelled or even completely destroyed for the most part, never seems like there's any shortage of these things out in the woods. And they're not always humanoid. Sometimes they're shaped like animals, but you can always tell.
2: Riley nods along. Either way, Russo, I do look forward to seeing what the Keep has to offer and what we can offer it. If you don't mind, I'm gonna have a word with my allies.
0: Uh, by all means, we probably about, uh, I guess, an hour, two hours travel left.
2: Wonderful. And uh, Riley will uh, separate from Russo's side to go see if he can, uh, during travels, huddle up with the gang.
0: Riley approaches the lot of you
4: well if he comes looking for shadow shadow would be uh back with her people like they they kind of congregate to themselves most of the time and she would be with them if he goes looking for her
3: brock would likely be running the the exercise man
1: leaf is probably cooking or making tea or something of the sort well nothing extravagant yeah i think we're traveling Oh, yeah, you get
4: to he, he has the stove in his Vardo for, for that purpose. Oh, no. yeah,
1: that's fair. <laughs> it's, it's really like it.
0: a smart idea to be playing with fire and boiling water on a lumpy bath.
1: It's perfect.
0: <laughs> I, I always loved third degree burns on my hands.
2: Oh, you too?
3: I mean, can Leaf be burned at this point? His hand is practically fire. I am the but flame. it doesn't deal fire damage he is the one who burns
2: so Riley's going to like try to get everyone together so Leaf and Brock to head back to talk to Shadow um, this isn't a closed door conversation so he's more than willing to uh, speak in front of Shadow's people as well I mean in fact he's probably even going to bring Nina in on it since uh, she's kind of the ta- She's the roadie at this point
4: Mr. Marheim, how are you today?
2: Uh, well rested, well exercised, and alight with ideas for the future.
4: Well, this is a good thing.
2: Yes, and how is Shadow?
4: Oh, I'm good. I have uh, slept very well for the first time in a long time.
2: Yes, yes. I, I, I imagine that room treats you very well.
4: Well, it, uh, it was nice to uh, not be by myself, and
3: I had lots of cuddles,
2: and cuddles are good. (laughs) Riley just laughs a little bit and nods.
3: What were these ideas that you were thinking of, uh, Riley?
2: So, as you may or may not be aware, we are currently traveling to the Black Keep, and uh, I have interest in seeing exactly how the people there are doing, and I would like it, uh, time willing, if we could try to leave the place significantly better off than it currently is. It's a refuge for people seeking some sense of comfort and security. And from when I talk with Russo, I think there's potential for us to do a lot of good there.
3: So... Isn't a large portion of it still trapped? We could aid in clearing that. That seems simple enough for us.
2: Exactly. The only problem is that we no longer have Lark's expertise at throwing himself down hallways.
4: Mr. Morheim. Yes. You do know that the Black Butterfly sent these people to take care of all this, right?
2: Uh, no. No, I did not. They
4: were, they were sent here to help the people in the Black Keep and to allow those that uh, wish to travel back with them to go back with them when they leave. That is their purpose is to help these people. That is why they were sent. You need to speak to the freedom
2: is he uh God, because I said this is a fine conversation to have in front of all the shadows people is he just like standing right behind her
4: yeah he's right there
2: okay cool yeah so then Riley just like looks up <laughs> <laughs> and gestures for him to like I don't know engage in the conversation a little more closely
0: our purpose here is to not only answer and see if there are any who would wish to come back to the mountain with us but also to help clear any of the purveying threats still within and help to shore up any hardships with the construction.
2: Perfect. Great news. Uh, I mean, in that case, during the guild stay at the keep, we're more than happy to assist you with that. If you are taking care of it, though, that leaves us the opportunity of getting to know the people that live there and to see how they are at defending themselves if there's anything we can teach them if there's any interesting agricultural techniques that leaf could provide to their communities if there's any sense of organization we can give to them so I I think the takeaway if I can just sum up the conversation then and then you guys can just powwow a little bit out of character to um, streamline Uh, what Riley's interested in doing is I think he would like himself to see what the uh offenses slash defenses of the black keep will be once we get there Brock grew up in organized communities right and he has some insights into how they function relatively
3: uh, kind of Uh, he would know how to like organize them like a monk monastery but not really much else So what Riley's going
2: off of is the idea, because I think it was mentioned once back when Brock and Riley were having a conversation that Brock will eventually, or is supposed to eventually like lead his people? Uh, Yes, that is correct. So Riley would like to put Brock in charge of getting to see how the quote-unquote politics of the Keep are going. If people are actually getting along, that sort of thing.
3: That is a terrible idea, but okay.
2: Perfect. And then, uh, Leaf obviously to focus on I don't know, animal handling and agriculture to see how they are in that department. And then I'm assuming uh, if that's fine with Leaf.
1: <laughs> no, Leaf hates that stuff.
2: Oh, my B. <laughs> what would you like to do?
1: Um, I want to be in charge of lemon pepper. You can be. Uh, but I, I'll also handle the animal handling and the, the <laughs> agriculture. That's cool.
2: Perfect. And then uh, I'm assuming that Shadow wants to assist her crew with what they're doing, if time permits.
4: Oh, yes. Most likely, uh, her first and foremost, though, is to find Ekron and see what he has to say. Okay.
2: Okay. So take care of your personal business, help your allies. If you need any help with either of those, just give us a holler.
3: Uh, I will say Brock will probably still volunteer to try and help with the traps due to the fact that he understands that he is more hardy than most people if he accidentally sets one off he's probably going to be fine though he will uh, he will take the politics first fair enough and anti-trap in spare time
2: and the final task Riley would like to bring to the group is that he like uh, Nina to just talk to some people get an insight what's going on there how the people are doing if there's anything interesting culturally going on there just to explore The uh, nature of the Black Keep and its people. Fair enough?
0: (laughs) Yes. That sounds fine.
2: So yeah, I I think unless anyone else has anything to say, that's a good group huddle, and uh, I think we're prepared to tackle the Black Keep Part 2, Electric Boogaloo.
0: Alright. A couple of hours later, you will arrive breaking through the tree line and you will see the Black Keep from within the gate The uh, firelight can be seen uh, dancing up the side of the towers to the second floor. So there's these people up top on the battlements are silhouetted against the against the light as they patrol. There's not a lot of people up there, but it is a watch and you are led up to the gate upon which uh, a voice shouts down uh, to someone behind it and it is opened. And within you can see uh several like little camp campsites uh densely packed scattered around this where once you camped this little yard in the front of the keep several people wearing not much in the way of armor but something that's better than nothing and equipped with spears come walking up and begin speaking with russo um, it's relatively basic stuff. He's asking them if anything big's happened, any more people come in uh, that found the place through other means. He, They're telling him uh, what's happened, that, that there was an ogre uh, that came by, uh, but decided against uh, assaulting the keep uh, as it was alone. And they call it a lazy fuck. But overall, it doesn't seem like much has happened since the last time he was here. He'll pat him on the shoulder and be like, good job. Uh, Keep it up. And uh, I will show these new people in. They're not here to stay. They're here to help. So I'm going to go ahead and head in and see if I can round up everybody for a bit of an introduction. And he will head inside and begin following the path towards the central room in which y'all uh, found the way up to the second floor previously. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, those of you that enter and notice may be pleased to see that the demonic altar in the far back corner of the room has been smashed.
1: Just was going to ask about that.
0: It, it has been broken. It looks as if by picks and hammers. Hmm. Nice.
1: What about the weird BDSM device we found?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's just an elaborate locking mechanism. It's still there.
1: Mm, bummer.
4: <laughs> well, I think as soon as they get through the gates, shadows pretty much going to break off. Uh, she'll she'll signal for like one of the alkalites or something to follow her. But okay. uh, she she's gonna just start walking around, looking at faces, trying to find this Kall man.
0: All right. So. uh are you just looking around, or are you asking around too?
4: Uh, if she saw people that didn't initially react bad upon seeing her, she would a- inquire. But if the reactions of the people are not good, she's not going to bother them.
0: Okay, so this this area has uh, mostly humans. There's a few other folk, uh, half-elves, a couple of half-orcs, some halflings. Uh, uh, a couple of dwarves but uh, they don't seem to have like a really like stiff reaction to you but they they all kind of just regard the group as a whole with some curiosity uh, and you haven't so far noticed any major negative reaction to your presence
4: Um, she'll like if she notices that there are some half orcs around she'll take Win with her and go speak to them
0: all right, uh, go ahead and make me a diplomacy check to gather the information.
4: All right, that would be a 19.
0: You ask them if they've seen a, a KL, and they seem familiar with the word and uh, say you need to you need to go to the Northern Yard. Uh, he's back there with uh, Del Rex.
4: Okay, I do not know who Del Rex is, but I will go look to the Northern Yard
0: for uh, someone you should probably keep your space from but you can go talk to your, uh your shadow friend he's okay. well enough but Rex is direct is trouble don't don't fuck with him
4: what uh, what kind of trouble does he cause uh,
0: he's a fucking demon worshipper
4: okay um when do me favors let's uh, just uh uh run get void he's probably coming with us.
0: Okay, so she she runs over to like another group because I imagine for the most part the Acolytes and the Seven, they, they just spread out. They didn't, uh, like Freedom is accompanying the main group because uh, he's kind of the leader, but the rest of them kind of spread out to start helping and seeing what was going on. Uh, so she runs over, finds Void, brings him back.
4: Okay, your job is to look scary, Okay.
0: Okay. Why am I looking scary?
4: Because the, the nice half-orc man, he said that uh, the man I need to talk to is in the Northern Yard, but also there is a man there that is a troublemaker maker and a demon worshiper.
0: Oh, all right. I'll stand and look scary. Very good. So you head that way, but the other group will arrive in this central area first and there are a couple of people there seem to be chairs set up around uh this locking mechanism which has been dismantled to some degree um and it it's had like a some wood placed upon it it seems to be acting more like a large table and uh so there's about six people sat around it uh they were having fairly mundane seeming conversation uh When you entered, a few of them have bowls of food. When Rousseau enters, uh, he will speak up and and greet them. Hello, everyone. I've got some good news. I have people here that are going to help the conditions. I've got a few others that are perhaps just passing through. But uh, I believe this man here and he motions to freedom uh, is here with the Express. Purpose of uh, both taking those who would wish to find other shelter to another place, and also fixing up this place here and making it safer for everybody, and perhaps utilize making it to where we can utilize a little bit more of the space. So, how is everyone, uh, Daxar, uh, Johannes? You all doing well? And like there are murmurs of general. Uh, general yes and uh, the the people begin to stand and for the most part there's one that stays sitting and is just kind of like trying to finish up their food really fast before wiping their mouth and standing quickly to walk fast over to join the rest uh, and it looks like you've got two humans, a halfling a dwarf a half elf and an actual elf these people here all come up they start talking to uh freedom he tells them uh what he's there that he's brought more people and starts getting information from them about uh, what they can do Uh, is there anything that any of you would like to do in this situation anyone you'd like to talk to or things
1: leaf is ready to mingle i I think (laughs) uh He's he's kind of got two things that he's he's looking into is you know uh, where are they getting their food supplies from and uh, what do their what's their larder look like right now Um, because keep keeping everybody fed I think is is important if they're going to be lurking behind these walls.
0: Uh, Go ahead and make me a diplomacy, and uh, we'll see how endeared they are to you to break away from. Freedom and speak with you. We're ready at the for
1: some diplomacy? That's uh, twenty-five.
0: For twenty-five. All right. So you begin talking to the one of the ones that's not directly engaged uh, with <clears throat> with freedom. And this one is the elf, It's an elven woman named Lorian. She'll introduce herself to you. Uh, go ahead and make me a local check as well, or a geography check at your option.
1: Which one is my specialty? They're both bad so I'm just going to go with local. Okay. That is a... Oh god, that's a 20. I did good boss. So she's
0: not... uh, You can tell she's not likely a elf that's uh, very local to this area. She's possibly uh, from the twilight given the coloration's uh, excuse me the colorations that her skin, hair, and eyes sport uh, she's got a lot of like orangish and uh, sort of brighter hues vibrant, vibrant colors uh, whereas most of the elves from this side of the world tend to either be particularly pale or have very dark colorations
1: okay well I, I guess that's one thing that they've got in common
0: so she uh, she informs you that most of their food uh, comes from a combination of uh, there, are, there are some hunters among them that will go out and will hunt uh, but a lot of their supplies uh, come from Thorn that they have to send out uh, send out for them and they have people who are in Thorn who are uh, happy to help and there are some craftsmen here that are doing what they can to make some sort of compensation for them. Uh, But like, basically they're as a group, mostly pooling their resources. There, There are some holdouts among the community, but other than that, they are trying to get it to where they have some more space so they can start some agriculture and perhaps Extend the walls in in some place so that they can have more room to do things like that as well. Perhaps make animal pens or something, anything to improve their situation, and not have to rely on Thorn. Because if something happens to Thorn, or if they get cut off, uh, they're not in the best position.
1: I see. It's like a I, a. I, um... I think there's something i can do to help with that uh do we know who's uh do, do we have a quartermaster someone who's uh managing your current stocks
0: uh, that would be Draxa, and she'll motion to one of the uh dwarven men who is currently conversing with uh freedom
1: then um i, I think he would say well i i think we might need to talk with him and uh see where we're at as far as uh, supplies and idle hands that we might be able to put to task for helping with this. I'd like to get started immediately if we can.
0: Uh, Certainly. Uh, I think uh, this uh, this Freedom Fellow is probably going to be a, a great help as well, so I don't mind us all coming together and working on this.
1: so Drax then Draxa yes uh let's go have a word with him
0: So are you, he he's currently actively speaking to uh freedom uh they're they're conversing about um uh currently they're they're conversing about some of the locked off sections here within the keep uh are you going to wait until they're done with that or are you going to you gotta step in.
1: I I think he would like set himself up for a very slow, casual approach, just kind of discussing uh, with this elven woman. Just uh, well, I I do have um, some spells that I can put to task here that can both uh, help generate some shelter. We might be able to form. Uh, Weave some of the uh, branches and vines together to create animal pens to solve uh, two of your problems at once. And the plants will uh, provide some basic foodstuffs that should be relatively renewable as long as um, they remain undisturbed and they're planted in soil. As far as... uh, the shipments and whatnot i i don't know if uh, it's necessarily going to be enough with the amount of space we have here um uh, but I, i'm sure there's more once i've i've had a chance to look back over uh the castle on its grounds i'm just just basically kind of like going over some of the steps that he's got in mind as they approach and then if they're lucky he'll conclude his uh, conversation with freedom and then um turn over and be like, oh, I overheard someone talking some cool stuff.
0: Alright, so in the meantime, uh, Brock, Riley, Chelduin.
3: Well, Brock was given a mission, so he's gonna try and figure out who's in sh- here.
0: Uh, it would seem this group of people before you is most likely the, uh, unofficial council of sorts, uh, Uh, one of which is perhaps the head though this uh, dwarven fellow does seem to uh does seem to speak uh first and frequently
3: so it would it would be that he is at least the unofficial leader uh well then Brock will uh step forward to him and uh Introduce himself in dwarven. He will say, "It is it is pleasant to meet you. I am Brock Leonhardt of uh, of Aidenfell." So like he he goes ahead and he finishes his sentence,
0: and like Leaf's been like creeping up and creeping up, and he's just like, like like hey man, uh, and he'll he'll turn to you, and uh, in dwarven he'll return. Drax sure water
3: of nowhere anymore. Uh, he'll kind of nod. He will say it is. It is an unfortunate fate for many, it seems.
0: I, Aye. I Aye, uh, unsure or has your uh, has your home been spared.
3: He would kind of give his head a shake, and he would say, "I've been unable to visit uh, since all of this has begun, but I have hope that." That at least they have been able to manage somewhat.
0: My best wishes and hopes to the luck of your home. But you should temper that hope with preparation.
3: I, I believe I am ready for whatever will come. But I was more interested currently in understanding the situation here a little bit better.
0: Very well. Come on, join in, And he'll uh, continue explaining uh All the problems with the key. Uh, Riley. Yes. Go ahead. What you doing?
2: So uh, seeing the guild get to quick work mingling, what Riley would like to do is hang back a little bit to talk to Russo if he's not busy, just to um, talk to him about all the people present here and figure out who they are.
3: Okay
0: so he doesn't appear extremely busy there are a few other people hanging out around the room uh kind of just loitering essentially hanging out sitting down uh just being inside basically and uh he's like walking around to them just asking if how, how they're doing like not doing anything horribly important in terms of uh like information gathering just you know asking around
2: yeah. So at a uh, good jumping in points, Riley will insert himself into uh, a conversation to
0: um, try to engage with Russo about present company. All right. So uh, he'll he'll explain to you that uh, and he'll point them out, and he'll he'll say that the the uh, the dwarf that is Draxa, the human that one. That one's Johannes. The Elven woman. That's Lorian. The uh, the halfling, that's Feldwit. The half-elf there, that's Galaine. And the other human there is Lest. They're the unofficial sort of de facto leaders of the various uh, groups here that have that have coalesced. They they're not antagonistic towards each other, but there are some disagreements between them, but they come together as the whole of the community to try and hash things out and be somewhat fair, even if it takes some intervention from time to time to change some of their options.
2: Are any of these fine individuals more or less associated with a different field here in the Keep? or different responsibilities, or do they all kind of meet together and discuss everything that happens here?
0: Uh, besides, their, uh, besides their own groups, uh, Draxa, I know, is basically in charge of uh, the shipping, receiving, and division of uh, supplies. Um, it was his speciality prior to all of this. He was in logistics. Um... Lest is sort of a checks among others. Uh, he represents the smallest group elsewise and basically keeps an eye on everyone else to make sure that they're not favoring unfairly any of the other groups. And uh, I think Feldwit is... Uh, he, he has something to do with uh, who's chosen for being sent out on uh, supply runs. But other than that, I'm not sure. And the rest are just community managers in essence.
2: I see. Then who or what is the organization behind any defenses that you have here at the keep?
0: Uh, That, I believe, is sort of spread out between everyone. Uh, Each of the groups uh, has people that are more fit than others, uh, and they volunteer. It's not, I wouldn't call, a direct uh, hierarchical organization to it, but the walls are always manned, and uh, there's always someone watching. So, they manage it themselves
2: who gives these people these positions? If something were to come banging on the door, who would be slinging around tactics?
0: Uh, what was his name? I think, uh, Bart Bartholomew something. I can't remember his last name, uh, but he acts as something of a, uh, a guard captain, Um. I guess you would call it amongst the amongst those who do defend the place. Though so, he has readily said that that is not his position, nor was it ever. But he was a guard uh, in Stormbluff. So
2: is he any in your uh, to you? Is he any good at holding the position or at least the title? even if it's forcefully bestowed upon him?
0: I feel like, personally, he realizes that he has neither the full breadth of experience nor the training and doesn't want that weight on his, on his shoulders. But he's not horrible at his job, if that's the question you're asking. I don't think there's necessarily anyone uh, regularly here that would be that much better at it.
2: Wonderful. Then final question, Russo, before I let you get back to your own sense of mingling, does he belong to any particular
0: of these communities around here? He, he's a part of uh, Johannes' group, uh, front yard where we just came through. I didn't see him on the wall and it wasn't the man that I talked to coming in, so he's likely off shift at the moment.
2: Wonderful Uh, Thank you for the information I hope to do a lot with it If we happen to miss each other Throughout the rest of the day Why don't you and I meet up a bit later on To carry on some conversations from last night
0: Absolutely And I'll be around So just look for me Hard to miss sometimes
2: (laughs) Yes and uh, I'm sure you could hear me From half a mile away
0: Maybe. Speak a little louder.
4: I'll, I'll note that. From the northern yard, you hear, yes, it is true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she can't possibly
2: be referring to me. She can't hear me from here. That's ridiculous. And then he just like slowly looks over his shoulder and like waits for a response and then chuckles
0: to himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking of the north yard, uh, Shadow, this place is foreign to you. You don't know how to get there. Um, So when you enter uh, the keep itself, because there doesn't seem to be any direct passing, uh, you you are met with a way right, a way left, and a way forward.
4: Shadow is not a shy person. So like, I'm sure about half the people in this building hear her go, okay, which way do I go? I'm trying to go to the north yard.
0: Uh, somebody will walk up and kind of direct you. Basically, they tell you just to keep to the to the hallways that are um, like along the side of the building. Just just to be safe. Like, there are safe ones that go more directly through, but for simplicity's sake... You
4: consider putting up some signs with arrows. It, it makes it less confusing for uh, people. The,
0: the doors are the doors are barred, but sometimes you'd, you'd run into something. Uh... So uh, they tell you to just kind of go around and and find your way to the northern or to the to the far yard, courtyard. Okay. And this one uh, is the one that uh, while you don't you're not familiar with it, this is the one that has like the collapsed outer section of wall, which seems to have been uh, sort of filled in. It's not as it's not as as full as the rest of the wall, nor as stable. Certainly, couldn't be uh, like the battlement and everything is like collapsed. So, it's definitely a weak point in the wall, but they have sort of filled it so things can't just like kind of leg up and go through.
4: Oh yeah, I don't feel like she's at all surprised that uh, her people would get the short end of the stick, you know, kind of thing. So,
0: and this place is just as densely like camp grounded as the front was uh, a bit traveling through the tents you notice that there are like a small sort of not really a grouping of tents like the others are kind of pressed together and in very close proximity but three little tents that are by themselves in the back left corner
4: but there's people moving around here yes and so she's just like, uh, I am looking for current. Does anybody know ekran?
0: Uh Somebody will just kind of like nod and point you back towards one of the uh, tents in the back corner.
4: And that is where she will go.
0: All right. So you arrive at this tent. It's relatively small, but it's not like just a laying down and sleeping tent. It is like a you can walk inside tent.
4: Well, she's not just going to walk in somebody's tent. She'd be like, ah. Uh, Mr. Ekron, are you here?
0: Uh, The flap will open. You'll see a K.L. man uh, with a mildly puzzled look on his face. Hi! Uh, Can I help you?
4: Uh, Yes, I think so. My grandmama she told me to find you. She said you know about the dragons.
0: Dragons? Yes, I know a bit about dragons. What do you need to know about them?
4: I need the blood of a dragon so I can have the ritual, so I can have Shadow Nis.
0: You're after a Shadow Dragon?
4: Yes. Um, my name is, uh, Shadow, actually, uh, but, uh, my, my KL name is Nisa, so you can call me that.
0: Alright, Nisa. You, do
4: you, know my grandmama? She is the one who sent me.
0: Uh, no, but I'm going to guess that your eyes have something to do with her, uh, her position? Yes.
4: Yes. Uh, she is violet. My papa was violet too. But, uh, hi. Hello. I do not see Kao very often. This is nice. These are Let's my friends, uh, Winda and uh, Void.
0: Uh, hello, hello. Alright, uh, there's not much space, but come in. Let's see what you... Uh, there's a lot to learn about dragons
4: is I need to know where it's at and how to get it's blood.
0: Both things are hard to determine, but come on in.
1: Okay.
4: I guess she crawls off in this tent.
0: All right. So there's enough space for like, sort of the four of you to kind of like sit down in relatively close proximity to each other in this, in this tent, sort of like crisscross uh and uh he will uh first ask you all right so have you got uh any experience with shadow dragons at all
4: uh no i have never seen one i was i only lived in the uh shadow plane until i was eight and then the orb killed Mama, and Papa moved us to the material plane. So I only really go to visit Grandmama, so I don't know uh, a lot about the dragons. My
0: condolences, orbs are Obes are pretty awful. I hope that it killed your mother quickly.
4: Um, I do not know. Uh, she sent uh, me and my brother into the Shadow Walk so that we could get away, and she, she stayed and challenged it so that we would have time to run
0: good that you're alive now shadow dragons you're going to need any shadow dragon blood just won't do you have to wait like a um, like wine they have to be old enough to have the power within them that you need Usually about 300 years old, and uh, sometimes there's early bloomers, there's late ones. So, if you want to play it safe, you're going to need a, an adult.
4: But how do you know how OT Dragon is? Do you just ask it?
0: That would be a possible but a poor decision.
4: I do not. I think they are too friendly, so...
0: They are not. They will kill you or enslave you as quickly as look at you.
4: they will try. But I do not intend to let that happen.
0: Yes. There's no small feat to hunt dragons. Usually... You would do it in a large group.
4: I do not have a large group. I have a shadow. So
0: So you're going to need to be very careful then.
4: How much of the blood do I need?
0: You'll need about about five gallons,
3: which is certainly not lethal
0: to a dragon, but taking its blood like that is not likely going to leave you uh, on its good side.
4: No, I do not think the dragon is just going to say, yes, please have my blood.
0: No. And it's a foolish decision to deal
4: with dragons. With everything that is going on in these days, it is a foolish decision to deal with most entities that come to this world.
0: You're not likely to find a shadow dragon here. You have to go back to the plane of shadow.
4: That is okay. I know how to get there.
0: Your best bet to find one and be able to fight it reasonably is to catch it while it's out seeking a community to enslave. You attack at its home there'll be a small army between you and it.
4: I do not want to fight armies. But uh, where do I look for this dragon?
0: There are a few places. There's one that I know it's still around. It's probably a little older and a little stronger than you want to try and fight. But it's a definite spot to start. It's a place called uh, Black Spire. It's far, it equates to a place in Voidosa, near its center. A giant uh, spire that reaches to the sky. One lives there. And indeed, many of them live in the Voidosin shadow.
4: Okay, well, that is not uh, too terribly far.
0: But that's also a place that to slay one and fail will almost guarantee your death. Because though they don't exactly treat each other like the best of friends, they will come together to deal with a threat. And you do not want to fight two, let alone 20.
4: No, that does not sound fun. What is my other options?
0: The other option is to hunt. Uh, I've heard some tales of things that might be Shadow Dragons a little bit further south. Uh, Close to the south end of Obscura not quite to the twilight. Down near the ice swamps, there's another portal. Uh,
4: yes, uh, this might be a better idea anyway, because uh, my way in and out of the uh, the plain is in a village in Obscura. Do you know the Kaol village at the base of the mountain?
0: Perhaps, but there are actually a couple of portals. Is the Kaol village on uh this side or the other
4: uh, it, it is on both sides but uh
0: then likely not not one I'm familiar with
4: well if uh, you do not want to stay around here where they make you live in uh, behind the broken wall you should go back with my friends they are going back to the temple that is on top of the mountain and the village there is okay, all uh people's and uh, I have a house there and you could stay there and you would not have to live behind broken walls with people who do not like you. I
0: may just do that. I've heard a few people here talk about a uh, temple on a mountain. that mm-hmm. uh,
4: is a uh, freedom and they are going to help uh, fix this place up some but they will take those who want to go back with them back and uh, you could go there and be with the other chaos and it would be fine. And I'm uh, not
0: familiar with the freedom.
4: Uh, He is the priest. We are all the priests and priestess. And anyway, my brother is one of them, and uh, he can take you back and introduce you to my brother, and he can get you set up at the house.
0: I think I'll take you up on that. This place isn't the safest. It's better than sleeping on the road, but... Not so much.
4: Who is the man that the people up front they say do not talk to him because he is a troublemaker? It, uh he brings the demons.
0: Oh it's the uh should I forgot the name? Delrex. Delrex. Uh who's Delrex? He's not some sort of summoner. He is a uh... He follows a demon lord, but he's not But he totally terrible
4: makeup, or are they just being ugly?
0: They do not like him for a variety of reasons, and he's lashed out in response, but I've never seen him start the shit. He's the one in the the corner most sent.
4: That is the way it normally is with people.
0: It's not surprising. He's drow.
4: I don't know what that word is.
0: Mm. Deep elves.
4: Oh. I thought they liked Elsoki. Okay. Mm. They liked Drow less. <sighs> Sometimes people just make me tired.
0: Uh, if you go to speak to him, he'll be rude at first, but keep talking. As long as you don't piss him off, he's. He's not awful. He, I, and. and san. Uh, we're all kind of on our own back here.
4: You could all go with Freedom Freedom if you wanted to. I'm not sure if
0: uh, not sure if Deralux would be uh, keen to go with followers of uh, the
4: Black Butterfly.
0: Yes. There's a couple of you that have been around here, so uh, from what I here? understand, they're much like Desna.
4: Yes, but what others were here?
0: It's just a couple of people that uh, were displaced, just like us.
4: Oh, well, do uh, do y'all have uh, enough food and stuff? Those I, I I know they probably do not share well.
0: Hmm. No, they don't share well, but there a few that aren't such shitheads. so...
4: When was the last time that you and this uh, drowl and this other person had a decent meal?
3: Hmm,
0: four days ago. We've eaten, don't get me wrong, but...
4: Okay, uh, I should take they care of this.
0: ...for bulk, and not so much.
4: No, no, I should take care of this. You do not worry, okay? All right. Okay. And she will look at what and she say, okay, I am going to go hunting. You go and you tell the freedom that there are these people that they do not retry. right.
0: All right. I can do that.
4: Okay. And do not do do the little thing where you worry so much because I I will be fine in the woods because they will not see me. Okay? So, okay. Love you. Bye-bye.
0: He chuckles and waves as he moves off.
4: And she's gonna set out right over the wall. Uh go find these people some food.
0: Like there are murmurs as people watch you do this. Make me a survival check.
4: Okay, I can do that. I have some of that. A twenty
0: one. Okay. So you get you get a good Good amount of food. I'll, I'll say you probably snag, like, a whole fucking deer.
4: Yeah, she'll probably be out there for a little while. She's gonna catch him some meat. She's gonna try to, uh, find, you know, like maybe some root vegetables or something that's growing wild. Whatever she can gather. Okay. To let them eat.
0: So you bring that back. Um, back, back, at the tool shed. Or the central chamber. Uh, the a lot of you are staying around conversing. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, Draxa has concluded his his bit on about the uh, about the keep, like what's what's still like problematic here. And uh, he he does turn around and he's conversing with a lot of you, explaining, you know what threats are there, like the wall in the back that's fucked up, it's a weakness in the defenses, how there's like, there's actually still like things like undead here that are not, uh they're just locked up. They they can't, to the best of everyone's knowledge, they can't get out, but they're there. Uh, there are uh, some ghosts that uh they're not problematic so far, but they do scare people and there are still traps. Uh, Beyond that, they have a hard time coming up with uh, food that isn't just completely bland and like barely going around like 10 days of potato soup and nothing but, and things like that. So uh, where would any of you like to cut in on all this? So uh, during the
2: uh, the list of things that are um, li- like the, the wall, the undead, the traps and all of that, if uh, Riley just has a quick aside with um, Freedom, I think it was just to see if uh, Freedom thinks that like all of those are things that he and his friends are capable of clearing up or if because it seems like a lot or if he like wants some assistance with any of that off the top of his head.
0: Well, I wouldn't mind assistance at all, but I think... <laughs> With a bit of work and some time, we'll be able to deal with most, if not all of that. It will depend on the undead, but if they're well-contained, I doubt they're an extreme threat.
2: I see no reason why we can't, at the very least, make sure that no one comes out injured from trying to remove the undead from the premises. Uh, My friends and I have encountered ghosts in the past before so maybe we could put their spirits to rest if you can't figure out a way to do so um, it I'm can not... be
0: difficult for old spirits
2: yes um, and I'm not much of a mason so repairing the wall is a little bit out of my jurisdiction true
0: it's not something we are the best at but I have some magics that could help
2: uh, excuse me Draxa the wall is made of stone correct I masonry Uh, Riley steadily just looks over at Brock and holds up a hand
3: Uh, I am a sculptor not a mason something like a wall would be difficult for my
2: talents Mm. I apologize that I keep getting so confused about your
0: capabilities Brock
3: so I could certainly take a look at it
0: wonderful and be able to move 30 pound rocks to rebuild
3: it (laughs) I could I could just move a really big rock into the hole and then sculpt it down to be flat. Bam!
0: <laughs> if you've uh, I've noticed uh, you, uh, Mr. Brock, that you're quite a uh, well well um, I'm looking for the words because you're not real strong, <laughs> are you? Uh,
3: I have a strength of ten.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed that you're a... Endurant individual. Hardy? Hardy, yes. There you go. Hardy. I don't know why the fuck I couldn't think of that. You're a Hardy individual.
3: Yes, I... My abilities require someone to be... Uh... Quite, uh... Hardy, I suppose. I...
0: Also aware that you have some force that you can exert over Earth. Perhaps, uh, in combination, our powers could prove quite beneficial to this place. I can draw a stone up from the Earth into fashion of some wall, but it's crude and, frankly, not not the most durable stone in of itself. Perhaps you could aid me in reinforcing it.
3: I could certainly see what I can do.
0: Well, then that's settled. <clears throat> it would be good to work with you.
3: Uh, it will be uh, my pleasure to work with you as well.
0: And you, Leaf, I believe that we could work together as well. Perhaps aiding in these people's food problem.
1: That's the plan. I've actually been patiently waiting to discuss this.
0: Right. well. <clears throat> then let us begin discussing. I always carry with me some uh, some food seeds, uh, some agricultural seeds, and I can cast a spell that will make it grow rapidly. I would assume that you're capable of to do so as well.
1: Yes, uh, although I, I don't think... Uh access to seeds is necessarily the issue here. It seems that we're currently lacking space.
0: I can aid with that, with uh, Brock's help. I can expand the walls outward and give them some much-needed space. They will need more people to man the walls, however.
1: Well, if you've uh, need of any wooden infrastructure to help support whatever it is that yourself and Brock are constructing I can assist with that as well
0: that would certainly aid, as such things could uh, act as the finer details stairs reinforcements, railing
1: well then uh, let's get to work
0: indeed and like at that point Void comes in and is just like hey freedom and, uh, he comes and he informs all of you that there are three very mistreated people here. And that Shadow sent him. And she has gone off into the woods to find food. And she will be back in a bit.
3: In what way are these people mistreated?
0: Uh, well, that was just the, uh, the long made short of it, but they're less well-desired folk. And... Uh, one's a KL like shadow, the other apparently a Drow. And honestly, I'm not sure what the other is. Uh, somebody named Sikshal. But they're all, you can tell, looking, they're separated from the rest. They apparently, I would say, don't belong to any of the groups here. And he's doing this quietly. He's not trying to start shit with the, with the people that are elsewhere nearby.
3: then when I uh, when I speak to the council about uh, the relationship between the groups I will make sure to bring them up
0: from my understanding currently the uh, drow is a demon worshipper and are not sure about once again the Six Shaw.
1: what evidence do we have of this drow being a demon worshipper
0: currently word of mouth from multiple sources But still, something to be seen.
3: Uh, from Brock's experience, or Drow, typically demon worshippers?
0: Uh, definitely from where he's from. Yeah, they usually uh, they usually worship one of three different demon lords. Uh, that would be Hagenti, uh, uh, Jubilex, and and uh, Masmes.
3: Then uh then uh yeah, Brock would kind of nod and he would say that sounds like Drow where I'm from.
1: Well I suppose we can see to him what preparation's being made for expanding the wall.
0: Indeed. Uh and uh void will chime in, it's like yeah, the wall in the in the back section is busted up. It looks like they've tried to do some repairs to it, but no one here is a Mason, I'm gonna take a guess.
1: Well, it just so happens we have uh, we have a Brock, which is much better than a mason
3: <laughs> uh, once again i I apologize but I am no mason I'm simply a sculptor
1: can you sculpt a wall <laughs> um,
3: it it may take time, but i could I could do something similar to that.
1: just have to believe in yourself brock we're here for you
0: and so you all head out to the back or don't
1: to the back oh,
3: brockwood <laughs> I, back-
0: I i think the
2: uh back is out of uh riley's playing field at this point so while the others depart to tend to the wall he'll stay behind to um Maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, talk to the uh, council a little bit. Just conversation, introduce himself, that sort of thing, since he hasn't really addressed them as a whole yet. Um, Ultimately, with the goal of talking to uh, Johannes a little bit about his uh, Bartholomew, and then probably going from there.
0: Okay. So we will leave off there until next time.
5: Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to, I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder Homebrew Adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Corey in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting. And for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com.
3: Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter, where I'm at ActionForge.
5: day. This is Dick Horny, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler, cowboy, motherfucker, with six-shooter.
0: I ain't never moved cattle in my life! I am a gambler!
5: A Native American. He, he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager.
0: Okay, so we're rolling into
5: elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars.
2: So it says
3: here you're from uh, another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way.
2: I don't think I'm ever gonna get used to
3: saying that.
2: A band that influenced entire galaxies.
3: Sector 8, let's make
5: some Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland! Thanks for having my fucking back! Now, 20 years
2: later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited.
4: James, what are you doing here?
2: We had an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected.
3: One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning and uh, I kind of had Travis? to...
1: Travis? I understand. Why but, uh, the fuck do you have a guitar?
0: <laughs>
2: LCP D&D presents Odyssey. A musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com.
3: A hero once arose to save the world from a darkness that smothered the land. He failed. For a thousand years since, the world has been a wasteland of ash and mist, oppressed by an immortal emperor, the Lord Ruler. Every attempt at rebellion has failed miserably, yet hope remains. Two brothers learning to harness the metal-fueled magic known as Allomancy, their aim? Tip the scales in the war against evil. Ashes and Alchemy is an actual play TTRPG podcast using the Savage Worlds rule set and is part of the Hexgrid Heroes podcast network.
0: If you would like to become a patron, check us out on Patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive—that's our Discord link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at EldritchDream, at TurnaP, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody, may the Elder
5: Gods haunt your dreams.